0: You're listening to the Modern Professional Podcast. I'm your host, Lawyer Britt. I launched my firm using nothing but my laptop and social media, signing 100 clients in my first 100 days, proving that we can ditch boring and traditional to become successful modern professionals. Welcome back for another episode of the Modern Professional Podcast. I'm your host, Lawyer Britt. And if you're listening to this, you're probably thinking, what could be better than listening to Lawyer Britt? I'm just kidding. But not really, because in this episode, you will be hearing from not only me, but two other incredible, ambitious, and successful female lawyers. A few weeks ago, I did a live stream with two of my very good friends, Francesca Witzberg and Tally Goody, who are both incredibly successful attorneys. I'm talking like multiple six-figure into seven-figure successful attorneys. Francesca Witzberg is actually an IP attorney. She is partner at a nationally ranked IP firm, Loza & Loza. And she has a very impressive background working in big law in New York City. She really knows what she's talking about when it comes to IP and helping brands and companies protect themselves. You can find Francesca on Instagram. And LinkedIn, I know she's very active on LinkedIn as well. On Instagram, you can find her at the Trademark Attorney. She posts really incredible content for any business owner or any brand really that needs to protect what they're building. So Tally, Tally Goody, at Tally, T-A-L-Y Goody, E-S-Q on Instagram. She's also very big on TikTok. You should look her up on TikTok as well. She's the founder of Goody Law Group. She's a first-generation American raised by Iranian immigrant parents in California. Very impressive background going to UC Irvine. She left a boutique art firm in September 2019 and took the leap. She's feeling unfulfilled, stagnant, like a lot of people are at their job, need to change. Started her own law firm, kind of similar to my story. You know, just felt it and, and went out there and did it. She has got a really, like I said before, she's got a really great TikTok following. If you're looking to get into the TikTok arena, check out what she's doing. It's all great. These women are honestly incredible. And I really, really loved this live stream that we did together because it's just raw. It's real. We didn't plan anything ahead of time. We just had an idea of what we wanted to talk about. We wanted to explain to people what has worked and hasn't worked in our businesses in this past year. And judging by the success of all three of our firms, I think we probably know what we're talking about. Without further ado, here is Lawyer Britt, Francesca Witzberg, and Tally Goody.
1: Oh, hi, Britt. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello.
2: Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. How are you? It's been so
1: long. I know. I miss miss seeing this like three square situation. It's it's been a while.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We tried to do it once a month, and then life got crazy, which we're going to talk about tonight.
1: Well, hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us.
0: (laughs) Yeah, lots of people
1: So what question did you want to start with? I want
2: to start, because I was just telling Tally, like, it's been a while since kind of we all have been live, and we, all three of us pretty much really got started in the pandemic. With tally starting on uh, TikTok and Instagram and YouTube, right? like really creating your own firm and launching it and using social to build. And I did the same thing when I left big law. To I'm I'm not a solo, but I moved to a firm where I have to build my own book of business and my own clients. So I think this is an amazing point. You know, we're in Q4. We're at the end of the year. I would love for us to each give an overview of what went on this year and how we've grown, what things we've done, what things we've learned, things that have worked for us and things that haven't because it's really helpful to hear how other people have figured out ways to succeed and then also figured out things that don't work so that we could save people time from spinning wheels. Totally. Yeah, I love all that. Tally yeah.
1: on the first. Sure. So for me, I, so this year, so for me, actually, I started my firm a little bit before the pandemic. I started in August, 2019. So kind of before I got on TikTok in January, right before the pandemic. So TikTok wasn't even like that big of a deal back then. It was, I feel like it kind of picked up during the pandemic. But anyway, for this year, I, like, I I think we told everyone on the chats we've had before, I was taking some time Studying for the bar, took the Wyoming bar, passed it. So now, italy, now we're back italy. together. Italy. So that was a really big accomplishment for me this year. Because I I remember it was like New Year's Eve, uh, you know, going into 2021. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take another bar exam and I'm going to take it in July and hopefully, you know, I'll be all done. And now looking back, I'm like, I actually accomplished that. Like I never have actually set like a, a yearly goal like that where I actually feel like I look back and I'm like, yes, I did it. But yeah, as for business, business is doing even better than my first year. I think things are moving up, speeding up. And so what I've learned is to just kind of, I feel like since things kind of pick up quicker, you have to really have a way, like Britt always says, systems. And I've really started incorporating those because that's the only way you can really stay on top of things. And I've noticed the the huge difference between my first year because I had a lot less clients. And then the second year where I feel like there's been so many new clients got to keep up and, you know, knock on wood, all good stuff. So I think that that's been something that I've been working on, still working on, especially because it is just my second year. But yeah, I mean, I'll let Brit go and kind of share a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, let me ask you, Tali, because I was just thinking this,
1: how many people are on your team now? So I have three total. So I'm not, I'm not like huge yet, but it's, it's a grow and growing from the year before for sure. Yeah.
0: people, is, fantastic. And... Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Allie. Yeah. 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 So it, it's great. So if I've learned anything, it just like brings up all these thoughts of like business gurus and all sorts of stuff, but like it's important. So important. I would not be where I am today if I didn't have like the right thought process, the right beliefs. If I didn't like attack all of my like limiting beliefs and and just negative, negative thoughts about what I could accomplish. If I didn't attack that early on and change that before, like really coming into my firm, like, like I wouldn't be here. Literally. Right. Like I have so many like instances where like old me from years ago would have just shut down and be like, Oh, I can't do this. Like this is not what I meant to do. Now I'm presented with an obstacle. And I'm like, I figured everything else out until this point. I'm I'm going to figure this out too. It's just a matter of like, how do I need to do something? Do I need to, contact somebody to help me who would know about this. Right. So that's been like the biggest thing for me. And then also obviously systems. I talk about systems all the time. I love systems. I
2: love
1: it. It really
0: is
2: so
1: important. Yeah,
2: it is. Systems almost crippled me this summer. I am the type of person that I get really overwhelmed. And it's funny that like it reminded me of law school, right? Like when you go into law school and like this person has this way of outlining and this person has this way of studying, like that all, I get a, I get anxiety. I get, you know, like fires analysis paralysis, analysis paralysis. And then I do nothing. And that literally happened to me this summer where I was like, it was down to like, whether or not I do it in a Google doc or I do it in Dropbox paper, like crazy shit. That doesn't matter, but it overwhelmed me. And so Britt, what advice do you have for people like me who I'm organized, but I don't have, I don't have like systems in place. Like what's a good way to get started?
0: So I, I see a lot of people do that. And like, I also get overwhelmed sometimes trying to figure out like, what's the best way to do this. And honestly, I think what's good to just zoom out bigger picture. Like what's your intention with what you're trying to accomplish? What's the goal here? Like people are like, oh, intake process. Do I use Dropbox? Do I use Google drive? Am I supposed to send them a contract with DocuSign? Should I use HelloSign? And it's just like, what's the big picture here? You're trying to make it as smooth and efficient as possible so that you can get in there and get it done. Like what's going to work best for you? You know, if it's just using Dropbox, you know, use Dropbox. If it's using DocuSign and having somebody input the data, you know, the virtual assistant input the data, do it that way. Like, I feel like we get so tied up in like the little nuances that we forget like what we're actually trying to accomplish. Like, what's the big picture? So like zoom out a bit first. And then second, you have a system for everything. Everybody has a system for everything, Mm -hmm. right? You have a system. It's just not documented, right? You can't just give it to somebody and say, here, accomplish this task. Here you go. Here's how to do it, Right you'd have to show them how to do it, maybe show them again, if they forgot or were something things were unclear. So you have a system, you just need to document that system, whether it's like putting it in a video, audio, writing it down step by step. And then once it's actually out of your mind, and on your computer on paper, in a video, you can then say, Oh, you know what, I don't, I don't like that part. Let's change this. Let's work this around. So it's smoother, right? That's like, Again, going out big picture and then you know writing down what you actually do and saying, like, Oh, the, the point of this whole process is to achieve X. That's the easiest way to do that is to remove step two or put step four before step three. You know, just simple things like that.
2: But for right. you and I to think take the time to do that, right? Like I feel like most lawyers were were so focused on the billables and the actual legal work that most Lawyers don't have systems and or at least they don't take the time to see and finesse and become more efficient. So um is that something that you have early on were like I'm committed to doing this? And now is that more of your role? Like are you taking more of a managerial role in your firm?
0: Oh yeah. So I mean that was like a I knew I wanted a team, I knew I wanted a big firm, maybe not a big firm, but a, like a bigger firm than just me. So early on, like I mean, day one or day four, really, I hired a virtual assistant. And so I started making, you know, processes and procedures for him. And I would like write it out and then send it to him. It's like, here's how you file something. Here's how you draft this with a template, you know? So I accomplished that really early on. That was like a goal for me. Somebody told me, I don't even remember when this was a long time ago. Somebody said a five minute task every day adds up to 30 hours over a year. And someone told me that and I was like, what? Cause like, we're always like, Oh, I'll just do that. Let me, let me just I was do this doing real my quick. Own It's only five minutes until you, that's told what me. I'm saying. Yeah. We talked about <laughs> this, right? Exactly. It's like, people don't realize how much time they're actually spending. So it's like, you're spending five minutes a day on something. That's a work week. You could just take two or three hours to put, to put together a really great system or a process. And then you don't have to do that anymore.
1: So I think that's, that's my biggest advocate. issue. I think that's my biggest challenge. Now that I'm thinking about it is I feel like for my business, I have an ongoing to do list, right? We're just like things that I'm, they're not case related. It's just things that I want to do to improve, like get new business cards, get new letterhead, you know, random things. And I'm like, I'm just going to put it, you know, it's on my list, but it's always so hard. Like you said, to find that time. And now that you're saying just spend five minutes a day, I think maybe that's gonna be my new thing. Just carve out like, 30 minutes a day to work on those things yeah even if i I feel like i have so much i need to do but i think that that's really going to help so it's not like you have this overwhelming list of to-dos eventually when you get to it you know do you like block out time on your calendar to do like admin things you know i i started doing the time blocking i need to get better with that is that what do you recommend with that do you do you time block for admin Work. I do. I like put like
0: time in my calendar. Where she's like, okay, this is like, and I don't like give myself a specific task usually unless there's like something that's time pressing, like due soon mm-hmm. or whatever. But I'll like just put space on my calendar and then whatever I'm feeling. I have like a same thing. I have a to do list, you know, that has all my stuff in it. That's like, I feel like more goes on it that ever comes off. But you know, I'll I'll be like, okay, like what do I need to do? Like, what am I feeling inspired to do today? And I'll try to get something done off the list. But I also like don't overwhelm because. I used to like put time blocking for everything. So like 8 a.m. to like 8 p.m. I'd have time blocks for everything. And that was like overwhelming. I could not get to everything. So now I just like block here and there like throughout the week. So that I'm not like, oh my God, I have to get to everything and do all these things. And yeah. this like, I have to stop at 2 p.m. And oh my gosh, that was exhausting.
2: I have a fun tip. Calendly manages my life. We were and- talking about this. Yeah, I yes. I don't use that. Calendly is the best. I can talk, I can talk all day about why Calendly is the best, but the reason why it's relevant for this conversation is because that's my gatekeeper. Okay. So I get to control when I take calls and when I actually do legal work, because I block all of my calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So there's days where I'm on the phone from nine to five, (laughs) maybe with a little room, but at least I know those are the days where I can do all my calls. So then on when Wednesday comes, I can actually do all my legal work uninterrupted and Friday, you know, I can even potentially work half the day on Friday and then do all the other stuff to catch up on Monday. That's been huge for me.
1: Yeah. That's a great idea. Actually. That's, that is a good idea. I did start using Calendly for scheduling appointments and I've blocked like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays that those are my only days that I'll, you know, from like 11th to three that I just have people, if they want to schedule a meeting, that's the time period that you can do it. And that's been pretty helpful. But um, that's a good idea. But yeah, I feel like I always time block and I overly like overbooking myself. And I'm like thinking like with the day that I'm time blocking, like, oh, I can do all of this. And then I get to I'm, like, what was I thinking <laughs> when I time block, like, I'm not like a freaking robot. I need to just <laughs> chill out a little bit. I can't do I that.
0: Know. <laughs> I know, I feel the same way. That's why I, I like set my expectations for what I can actually accomplish in a day because i like overdo it in a day. Yeah. I'm like I'm like oh, I can get all these things, but then like my goals for like the month are like so so much smaller and i'm just like this isn't add up. So i'm trying to like actually appreciate like my capabilities as one human being.
2: Yeah, no so it's true. All the anxiety comes from like yeah. I'm up at night going through like oh i was supposed to do all these things today, but it's just you're setting you're setting bad expectations, unrealistic expectations and you're only setting right. it up for failure like every Yeah. Time.
0: I used to like respond to like client emails at like 9 p.m. Just because I was looking at my email. I'm like, oh yeah, I can respond to this quick little email, <laughs> right? And then people would call me at 9 p.m. And I was like, I am oh, not gosh. setting the right expectations here. This is terrible. <laughs> I know, right? That was my fault too. I was just like, at first I was like, oh, people are calling me so late. And I'm like, that's because I'm messaging them late. Like I should not do that. So now I use the send later feature in Gmail. So like I can draft it at nine when I'm thinking about it, but it will
1: not send until 9.30 the next day. I do. Oh, that. I like that. That's, yeah. that's really, that's smart. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important too, with boundaries. I started noticing that with just clients and just, you know, letting them know, like, okay, you're available at all hours of the day. You know, there has to be kind of a boundary at that point. You can't like, I don't know. I, I feel like when I first started, I was like available. all always. I'll call you whenever you like instantly. And now I'm kind of just being a little bit more like this can wait. You know, I, I know it's, it's important, but I, I think I can wait an hour and I can call you back within an hour. You know what I mean? Like, how do you guys feel about setting boundaries and all of that? It's hard. It's critical. If you want <laughs> to so be a long-term attorney, you have
2: to do this or else you will burn out. I have mm-hmm. been there. Like I hit burnout when I was in big law. I oh, had yeah. no boundaries. I get on a bus at six thirty in the morning. I get home by eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. I would go in on weekends, it was 24 seven. And I, you know, didn't have the, the confidence to really say no and set those boundaries. Sometimes you're in an environment where you can't, but I realized it physically crippled me. And like, I physically got ill and I realized I need a change, I can't do this anymore. But then Tally, when I joined and started kind of like working more for myself, I was like, oh, I don't have a salary anymore. I can't say no to clients at calls. And so, but very early on, like the first month, I realized like, I can't do this. I am going to pick two days where I take calls and not one person has said anything or complained. If anything, they say, this is an urgent matter. Can we schedule a call on Monday? Of course, totally fine. But those cases are really few and far in between. But like for anyone who's never hit burnout, it is scary. It's awful. And you just don't want to get there because what ends up happening is you want to quit. You want to stop being a lawyer. And we're here to tell you, to show you, like, these are three people who have figured it out and are really happy and like have lives, really good lives outside of work and have good practices and everything. You just need to- It's possible. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's possible.
0: (laughs) I didn't know that, but it is possible. I actually talked to my old law school today. I had like a little presentation for them too. And I was just like, give yourself space like you are human it's okay to be human this this present day society where like you are on all the time because you have a phone you have a computer you have internet it's like tough to separate but sometimes you really like have to like you are human you don't have to be on all the time
2: and you know think about it like there's people in i mean tally's in california and i'm in new york and we're on the east coast we don't expect people who live out in california to be up at 5 a.m. like when we start working and it's the same thing that there's always going to be another time zone so then there's people in Europe and then there's people in Asia like you're just just chill it's okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) believe it or not I get calls from the east coast at like six and seven in the morning I'm like do you guys know where I am like check like our text messages this morning like No, wait. It wasn't that early, was it? I don't think so. I don't. I don't remember. But it's just funny. Um,
0: yeah, that is funny. Yeah, I mean, you you have a California area code too, so even funny other people aren't like.
1: Yeah, I of the one zero Cal uh, area code. How can you not know where I am? <laughs> 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 yeah. So actually, I want to talk about something about goal setting because we kind of were talking about this earlier. So. How do you guys go about setting goals? Is it like weekly goals, monthly goals, quarterly goals? I mean, can you guys break that down, break your process down? Francesca, go ahead.
2: Uh, so it's this is a really relevant question because it ties into my law school coaching program, which oh. I want to tell everyone about. Yeah, that's great. So I started a program called Law School Masterminds. I love mentoring law students. If you're a law student here, follow me because like, like, like you guys, Brett, you just talked at your law school tally, you do your moot court, you give back. I just feel like there's so much information I wish I knew as a law student that I know I would have, if I had had the information, I would have done much better, like my first year. (laughs) But I figured it out quickly, quickly. And I put it all into an on-demand course with live group coaching and networking and guest lecturers who come in and I'm super excited about that. That's called law school mastermind. But the reason why that's relevant is because that program is based on what I call like my, my success method. And it's five steps. The first is knowledge. So to do anything, right? Like to figure out sales or running a business, you need to know how to do that. And there's two ways to do that. One is by talking to people who've done it before, and getting knowledge through others. And then the second is getting knowledge through experience. But the experience part is what takes the longest. You know, you could experience for 10 years making mistakes, and then it finally clicks. But there's people out there. It's a combination of those two things. There's people out there who have done it. Then the second piece is your personal branding, which is actually more than just your looks. It's the way you talk to people. It's your communications, your resumes, and Now, social media, like you have to be very intentional with how you want to portray yourself. Third is mindset. Like Britt said, if you literally don't believe that you're successful, you will not be successful. That's the most fundamental thing. So everyone here, you need to know that you're successful right now. And the fourth is lifestyle. So having like a good lifestyle, exercising, working out, taking care of yourself, and then The fifth is inspired action. So actually building, and this is why it's relevant. I have a roadmap. Like I literally tally, build out a roadmap of where I want my life to go. I list my one-year goals, my five-year goals, and my 10-year goals. And in that, not only do I list them, I do this once a year, I literally write and I envision what I look like who I wake up next to, like who you're with, who your partner is, what house I live in and how much money I make. And I literally like write this down. And that's just one of the like action items that I do, but I have like a roadmap and I know I probably sound like a crazy person. <laughs> a no, this is like your,
1: ma- this is manifestation. I think that's amazing. I mean, it is. is yeah. It is. You're you're like, you're manifesting your
2: life. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. I write them down and that's like part of the program is like, we actually like make everyone cause people don't think about it. You're going to, you need to visualize yourself and like what kind of lawyer you want to like be and who you want to look like and how, like where you want to live. So I write it all down.
1: It's awesome. There's so much it. power. And do you break down. anything down? I mean, yeah, totally. I just did that recently. I like spent like some time writing down some goals and it just feels so much more real when you're actually like, handwriting things. I love handwriting versus. Type, you, yeah. but, I do it yeah, in a too. journal. I do it in journal. Yeah. So I periodically like go back and look and it's crazy.
2: Like it's crazy because stuff happens. Like things happen. All of you, like Tally, you said you want to take the bar. You did that. If you go back in your journal, if you were writing it, you would have been like, wow, I did it. Like Brit, Brittany hit some serious revenue and business milestones this year. I'm so proud of you, Britt. And Yay. like, I know those were your goals and you hit them. That's yeah. amazing. I, I had it written down on a post-it actually.
1: Oh my God. So, oh, that's awesome. so
0: I'll tell a story. I'll tell a story about goal setting here. So I am not nearly as organized as Francesca. Like I, I, I have <laughs> goals. Like I have a vision in my head of what I want my life to be. And I just continually work towards that. And so I'm like, trying to like be okay like embody who that person is in a year in five years and kind of like make decisions based on like that instead of like as I am now and I always like hold the energy of like I am successful I do have a seven-figure firm I am helping x number of people and I've got x number of people like I act like that person now or I try to at least so I have a post-it system where like I'll write my like five top goals for like the year on a post-it and then I have that posted on my desk or like in my cabin or whatever, somewhere like I see it often, right? And then I also have it in my phone so that I kind of like see that all the time. And sometimes I'll break I'll break it down by quarter, not necessarily by like day or week or whatever. Sometimes I have like a monthly like theme, but really by quarter, I'll like break things down. But I had a goal in, I mean, the beginning of this year, maybe it's, it was really last year. It's been forever. Anyway, I had a goal and the goal was exactly have a business that makes money without my presence, like without me having to like be there to do something for that goal, right. To do something to, to make money. And I had that goal. I had it written down and a post it exactly like that. And so in July I had a team, I want to say like six in July. So we're like growing. We've had we had assistants, paralegals, we brought on some attorneys and I was like, this is so cool, whatever. So I divvied up the cases between those attorneys and they're like excelling and doing fantastic. But at this time they were like brand spanking new. So I brought on an attorney. I was on vacation in Colorado with my boyfriend and his family. And that day I I had a new attorney come on. I trained him in the morning. We had a terrible accident after an afternoon and my boyfriend ended up in the hospital. And I was (gasps) doing, I did, I did nothing for like a week. He was in the hospital for like days and I did nothing. Like, I didn't do anything business related. All I did when we, he was like in surgery, I texted my right hand woman, favorite person, Nikki, my paralegal, and I was like, Jason's in an accident. I'm at the hospital. Like, can you just handle it? Can you just ha- like just clear my calendar, do whatever you need to do? Like, I give you like, executive power, you know, just figure it out basically. And so I didn't even think about work for like three days. And then I got a text from one of my attorneys, I was like, hey, I just settled a case. And I was like, wait, <laughs> I haven't looked at my email in three days and he just settled the case. Like my firm just made That's money. So I didn't awesome. have to like be there to do. And I felt like I, I literally thought of that post-it and I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I did it. Oh my God. Like I was free. Like literally like standing in the middle of the hospital, like people are walking around me and I was like, oh, I did it. Like people probably thought I was insane, but I was so excited. I was like, wait, <laughs> I hit this goal. So like that, I try not to overwhelm myself with a bunch of goals. I have a vision and like five like key goals of this is where I want to get to and then I just take like you said Francesca like inspired action to like get there like what feels right what's the next step
1: that's awesome I love that story Britt that's actually very inspirational I, I want that to be a goal of mine now too I think that's a great, yes.
2: great goal to post it. Yes. Yeah. I'm no, going to do it, that. Yes. <laughs> because You got really specific you and like all the stuff that talks about manifesting and visualization is like you get, you need to be specific. It's not just, I want to be, I want to make a million dollars a year. Like what's the, and again, mm-hmm. like what's the right. lifestyle? Like, and I think so, so many lawyers equate, not even equate so many lawyers who do make a lot of money a year trade their time for money. It's the billable Mm hour, just the way things Mm -hmm. have been so traditionally set up. So if you can figure out ways, whether it's like starting your new business or for me, like I'm trying to figure out how to do flat fees and packages and things and hiring people under me so that all I need to do is the marketing. You know, that's, that's, that's huge because if you just think, oh, I'm going to make like $2 million, you can make $2 million, but you could have no life and you could be burning yourself yeah. out and
1: putting right. them off. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's are a you, idea. yeah, that's great. I mean, great. Do you work contingency based mm-hmm. or yeah, you don't you. do billable hours, right? Yeah. Same as me. So that actually brings, a, it gives you a little bit more flexibility when you, you do work contingency based over billable hours, I think. Because you're not having to bill yeah. every single hour. But I do also you bill? think
0: that like people who people who bill hours, whatever you do, like if you do like defense or something where you're like actually you have like a billable hour. I mean, a way to make more money is to either a have like a team, right, that's doing a lot of the work for you, or b like get so good, brand yourself so well, and get so skilled and experienced that you can like charge a higher rate, right? You don't mm-hmm. necessarily you're like oh I yeah. want to make like two hundred grand, but like I'm I'm only billing you know two hundred dollars an hour. Well is there a way you can bill for, you know, how, like how experienced yeah. and skilled would you have to be? Like, what do you have to do to get to that point where you can charge more or for packages too? It's the same thing, right? How many like trademarks do I need to do? How many of this certain package do I need to sell? Like, what can I sell it for? How skilled and experienced am I? And right. branded. Yeah. Okay. Raise your hand if you hate awkward networking events. Yes. Yes. Me too archaic, outdated, and honestly not the best ROI. Now raise your hand if you hate spending tons and tons of money on advertising or if you don't have any money to spend on it. Yep, I was also there. I bootstrapped my law firm with savings. No big marketing budget. What I did have was social media. I posted content on free social media platforms to build my company to 1.78 million in revenue in the first full year. This alone should be the light bulb in your head that gets you to take action to create content seriously so you can start your business or grow your business or even just grow a book of business. But I get it, you don't have time. Or you feel awkward and embarrassed to post or be on video. That's okay, I've been there too. That's why I'm hosting the Accelerated Content Workshop to show you how I finally got over myself to create and post a week of converting content in just one hour. Interested? I know you are. Head over to lawyerbritco slash workshop to learn. That's L-A-W-Y-E-R-B-R-I-T-T dot co
2: co slash workshop. No, it's like one of the, there was a, there was a video the other day. My husband sent me like how to really hit seven figures and grow in your business. And like number one tip is increase your, increase your rates, increase your packages. Because if you're really, really good at something, like people are going or going to pay, and so I think a lot of us who are, especially like entre- more entrepreneurial, we get so scared of like losing a sale because it's money right. and it's all good. But if you really believe in your product or your service, and you convey that that it's a ton of value, and if it's priced, if it's a, if it's priced right, people will buy it. And then if they mm-hmm. won't, at least like The next person you get, you don't have to work twice to make the one sale or whatever. So it's it's a good tip, Britt. Yeah. Sales is service.
0: It's just an opportunity to serve somebody. And you may not match everybody, just like every client's not gonna match you. So like when something doesn't work out with like a client not hiring us or like even like if I make an offer to like a new team member and they end up rejecting it, I'm like, okay, well, great. We're making room. For the people that need to come to us, that want to work with somebody like us. Because if somebody wants the traditional office, white hair, attorney that graduated law school in like 1968, like they're not going to choose me. You know what I mean? And that's fine. Right. If they want that, there are, there are options out there yeah. for them. I don't want them to come to us. You know what I mean? So that's, I, right. I see that as,
2: as the same thing. Totally. Someone, the other day, and it kind of like blew my mind, 20% of your audience... Has hired you already? Like they're sold, they like you, and and they're your customer. Twenty percent of your audience will never hire you for the reasons that Britt said. Maybe they're not your people. Maybe they're not your person, or maybe they don't like the way you market or your product, whatever. But then there's sixty percent, and I'd love to talk like take it in this direction. There's sixty percent of people who. Like you, but haven't they don't know how to refer business to you, or they don't know how to work with you, but they do want to work with you. So I that was like holy crap to me. And Britt, you and I have talked about this like referrals. Yeah. Referrals are so important. So like I would love to hear your guys' tips how you use referrals and how you've been like if you have any tips for people on how to really um grow using referrals. Yeah. Britt, you can go for it. So
0: referrals, I think, are a huge source because exactly like you said, 20% of your audience will never need you, but they could know somebody who needs you. So (laughs) if you are producing content and you are explaining to people who you help and how you help them, then when somebody comes across another person who needs you, they will think of you and say, oh, you know what? I think Tally can help them. You know what? I'm going to refer them to Britt. Like, I think Francesca has, like, a package where like, she, they can handle X, Y, and Z. And then they'll refer them to you. And that happens to us all the time. I got a call a couple weeks ago. Uh, somebody called in. They were like, oh, hey, like, realtor so-and-so referred me to you. And I I do not know realtor so-and-so. I was like, oh, great. Thank you so much. And then I tried to go look. And I was like, maybe I know them from Instagram, whatever. Couldn't find them anywhere. But then later on, I found out that they just followed me or they were watching my YouTube videos or something and then said, oh, you know, try this person out know, give them a call.
1: So it works. Definitely works. Yeah. And I think also to add on that, I think really just building connections and making real connections with people, whoever they are, whether they're potential clients, your actual clients, past clients, those are the people that you're going to be so surprised because I actually had a client. She was actually a potential client and I helped her a little bit and she sent me like three cases already, even though I never actually signed her up. And it's amazing by just building this, you know, authentic relationship with these people, they trust you. And then, you know, you tell them, look, I do personal injury, I do employment law. And then they think about you whenever there's, I don't know, whenever there's anyone that may possibly need you. So I think it's really awesome to keep that in mind with all your interactions with different people, whether they're attorneys, whether they're clients, whether they're just your friends, you never know who's going to be the next referral. Oh my gosh.
2: That's awesome. You use use the golden You used a very golden phrase that I use. My entire law school mastermind program, the goal of it is to leverage real, authentic Mm relationships to build opportunities. Whether that's getting an internship that you can then leverage to a job or getting a job or getting clients. Like, you don't know where that relationship is going to take you but so many of us will go in like a networking situation and either if it's like law students or junior attorneys that are like, Oh my God, I don't have a job. I don't have a job. And then that exudes, you know, that comes through in the conversation. So they're like, Hey, I'm, I'm so-and-so do you, do you, are you hiring? Do you know anyone who's hiring? And then it's just like, okay, this person wants something for me. It's a very transactional relationship. And now they're asking something for me. Like I'm, I'm not interested. Versus if you have a conversation Say, wow, what you do is so interesting. Like, how did you get involved with that? What's it like to practice? And then you ask them, do you live in New York? Do you live outside of New York? Just having, like, literal conversations, real conversations with people as if they were at a, at a party, you know? Like, if you're at a friend's party and you meet a friend of a friend, just be interested mm-hmm. in people. You don't even need to be, you can be interesting, but you don't have to be that interesting. Like, I feel like so many people think, like, <laughs> that they have to be salesy in, in networking, but lawyers like to talk, <laughs> just ask. Yes.
1: Them.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and also, also like to... talk about themselves. So oh, <laughs> them. it doesn't
1: have
0: to be charming. Just ask people questions about themselves. They will never stop talking. It's so right. Funny. And yeah. like
1: lawyers, sometimes like speak too lawyer, lawyerly, you know, you can just speak simply. I think like you're talking to people, like, it doesn't have to be all like, I am a lawyer. Like, hello. You know, it, it could just be like what Francesca was talking about. Just like, authentic, natural conversations with people. I think that really helps. And it shows that you're not just a lawyer. You are also a human and, you know, you do other things outside of being a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. If I, yeah, that's why we all
2: like to talk. <laughs> yeah. If, I, didn't, if oh. I did not use those skills that I learned quickly, I had to learn them quickly and I learned the hard way because I was that student that was like, hey, can you hire me? (laughs) And then no one was answering. (laughs) If I didn't learn quickly and build up, literally build up a network that I've been keeping in an Excel spreadsheet for 10 years, I do not think that I would have been able to start my own book of business and be as successful as I have been this year with the amount of referral sources that I've been getting. Because even... So as much as I'm getting um, clients through social, for me personally, a huge chunk of my business has been from people I already know. So the social media is to get in front of people and then connect with people. But that network that you're building, I mean, you're building it since day one, since the day you're born. I have clients that are like one of my clients used to babysit me. I swear, like he needed (laughs) trade.
0: I love that. Wait, can we hear more about this spreadsheet? Because I just started a spreadsheet yes. like a few months ago and there's some people on it, but like, I feel like after 10 years, it's not going to be nearly as good as yours. Mm-hmm. I just I, need to get on you your like,
1: organization level, Francesca. I, know, honestly, I need to get on this level. I'm literally
2: not that organized. It, my husband would probably like crack up if he heard you say like, I'm organized because I'm a disaster. <laughs> You're, this is all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> But when it comes, I don't know, when it comes to, when it comes to work, I have this crazy to-do list that's like very organized and I'm going on maternity leave and like the people I work with were like, Francesca, well, what the hell? But my networking list is very simple, Britt. It's any, it's really anytime like I meet someone or really connect with them, I plug them in and I plug them into different categories because you should be email marketing, which I don't do a lot, but I sometimes do. And you know, my emails on my email list, I have general counsels of fortune 500 companies. Like I can't be sending out like, Hey, you want to learn like how to file your own trademark? Like that's just, they're going to get annoyed. So I have a separate list of like all of my law people who I, it's just relationship based where maybe they would, and they do, they love seeing my, I put out like an annual newsletter of just like updates of my life, picture of my family and like some fun, maybe some fun IP information, but it's really just like a touch base to say like, hey, I'm thinking of you. Then I keep all of like my clients and potential clients in one. And then Brit, I've started making a referral list because I've been get like a lot of my friends and people have been sending me more than one cases. And I'm starting to build those relationships and I want to give back to them. So I keep a separate referral list, but it's like anything we're saying just just get started just like start keeping a list of people and emails because I can't tell you how many times someone will come to me and say oh I'm looking for like a junior lawyer at this fashion company and I go to that list and I'm like "Hmm, who oh oh like Emily's looking for a job or like that's so so awesome that is awesome
1: yeah because I actually actually have a lot of my phone (laughs)
0: <laughs> to, like, figure out who I even know and put them on this list. Like, I need to, like, organize my life. All. Like, I'm, like, family newsletters. Like, I need one. Like, I, I'm doing I a Christmas know. card. And I thought yeah, that was you impressive.
2: Should. <laughs> you should. Yeah. It's just, emails are annoying. Like, I get it. But you don't have to send one once a week. You can literally do, like, a like an annual one. Britt, I think people would love that. And yours would be, real, like, insane, Tally. It would be so cute.
1: Do, like, yeah. a really cute Christmas photo. <laughs> yeah. That's been something that's been on my big to-do list. I have not gotten around to yet. So maybe I'm going to make that a priority because I've been wanting to send out a newsletter for a long time. So that's going to be something. Start with one. Just do one. Canva. I made it in Canva.
2: And it's so cool because you can. I love Canva. Canva's the best. And you can save it as like an image that'll take up the whole email. And Instead of it getting blocked, like sometimes Wix or all the other, me- the mail stuff gets blocked as spam. But if you just like send open an email and like put your newsletter, that's really cute. I did that and most of the people looked at it. That's a great idea. Um, I love yeah. This is why love we it. do, and it's great because we do these sometimes like on Zoom private, but like I like that other people are able to kind of
1: listen. <laughs> I feel yeah, like I've gotten so many ideas. I'm, I'm so Same. excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to go write my, like, family newsletter. I'm,
0: like, I'm yeah. excited about this. This is fun. Wait, so, I want to make uh, this like a podcast episode. Like,
2: we're, like, dropping gems left and right. Well, this is going to be saved. Right. I'm going
1: to I'll That's save true.
2: it. Okay, perfect. It's really funny, though, yeah. because, like, I don't, I don't even think, like, a lot of people know that I'm pregnant, and I'm due in January. So, last year, I dropped... Hey guys, I had my son he came early. That was like my Christmas photo. So half yep. the people didn't know I was having baby. No, nobody year, knows you're pregnant. <laughs> like I'm either gonna have the baby, I'm probably gonna wait <sighs> until I have the baby to send it, like in January. But it's just funny. <laughs>
1: yeah. I <We> have
2: another. <laughs> so, but it's stuff like that. Like we're people and it's I've learned that it's really refreshing for people to see you more than just like, hello, my name is Francesca Wittsburg, and I'm an IP lawyer and let me do your trademarks.
1: Like,
2: mm-hmm. I'm a person. I live
1: in New Jersey. I live outside of the city and
2: I have two kids.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I mean, people want to know that we are not, like I said, we're not just lawyers. We are human. So yeah, I think that's awesome. I'm going to definitely look into doing that. Do we have any questions you wanted to answer, or what do you guys think?
2: We have two questions. Okay. Why can't I see anything? Well, um, I'm just
1: going to
0: let you guys let me know what
2: that is. Attorney Ryan asked, how are you overseeing your VAs? Do you guys have VAs? Is that, for, is that, is that, is that me? Is that me? I have VAs. Okay.
0: So I get them on
2: Upwork and
0: oversee i'm like i'm not sure what you mean by oversee but upwork is like a platform that is like an all-in-one so you can post a job hire somebody and then work with them to track what they're doing again i have like crazy systems so i just pretty much give them access to the systems. so like step by step this is how you do this and each assistant each person on my team really is responsible for a certain thing in the case and they you know just get task things, they task forward, they, they understand the pro. They're part of the team. You know what I mean? They, I consider them part of the team. So they have access to everything. They're able to, you know, do anything replicable. So I give them the process, the procedure, the system, and then they play it.
2: You know, that you, those procedures are your intellectual property and that you can license them and make a ton of money. Actually that's a fantastic idea. I did not know
1: parts 2 you. and
2: 3 to that
0: statement.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, See, this I need is great. to like Oh, I love that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Francesca, we need like a private session with you so you can like go over everything. Just like this is true. I mean, all of this is very helpful. I probably yeah. don't know like half the information that you oh yeah, will share. Like trademarks and copyrights? Yeah, I, I mean any I everything IP related. I know.
2: Uh, I have to figure out about, I have to, I think like th- th- let's keep it in the realm of this open conversation. I have been trying to market and having my call to action be a call but no one and it's just crazy, right? It's like a f- free 15 minute call but like I can't get people to, to, to call me and take free legal advice so I'm thinking of instead offering, I'm going to do like a crash course, like a five minute, everything that you need to know about IP for your business in a video and like a webinar that people can download. Because most of the stuff, tally is across the board for any business, really, like whether, really, whether you're launch and scale, like, so if you're new business or you're scaling, meaning that you're hiring new people, there's a checklist. There's a total checklist of things that people should be knowing. And that's, literally like my mission is to get entrepreneurs to understand all the IP stuff so they don't make mistakes because like as much as I want everyone to work with me I can't be with you watching you 24 <laughs> 7 so everyone should know the IP laws so I'm gonna be right. doing my um, that's a
1: good idea like lead it master- may all-
0: yeah that's a fantastic idea it may also be like just like kind of intimidating to just schedule a call maybe like don't
2: they don't know what they need they just know they need something it's true right. I was just like you know this is all like a learning experience <laughs> trial and error trial and error yeah. the crash, and then
1: success crash course to IP for business yeah students. I love that that's a good idea yeah go for it that's gonna be awesome any other questions does anyone else have questions since I don't know if anyone else has new questions but let me see if there's anything else in here well I see one here it says is law school truly feasible for first generation college students are there programs that would assist with the costs associated? Yeah, definitely. I am a first generation law student. And I think definitely there are programs that can assist with cost. And there are different loans. And some of them might be, you know, first generation based, diversity based. And I mean, there's all these different types of loans and just like regular loans. So I mean, you don't really have to worry about the cost. I think everyone that goes to law school basically is in a lot of debt. So no matter, no matter what, we're all in debt. Kelly. I mean, <laughs> <straight>. <laughs> we're all in this together.
0: But then we're, we're also all in scholarships, together. too. Oh, so yeah, scholarships. to take yeah. loans out to go to law school, even the first year, if you have to take, like, a ton of loans, if you, you know, bust your behind and get, do really well, you could get a merit-based scholarship. So you could potentially, when you're applying, ask these schools, hey, what, what scholarships do you have available for people who are first generation? Also, what scholarships are based on merit? Because a lot of places have, like, second and third year scholarships that will cover a ton if you, like, get really good grades. Yeah. And, like,
1: LSAT ways, too. Oh, yeah, that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're yeah. right. What would you say, Francesca? Extracurriculars. Like, not just yes. grades. Yes. And Brie, hi Brie. She's starting to study for the LSAT. She's been in my uh, my mock law school classes, so that's exciting. Good luck with that with the LSAT. You're gonna do great.
0: The LSAT. Ugh. For everybody who's uh, either taking the LSAT or has taken it, just know that it has no bearing on how good of an attorney you will be. Like, hated the LSAT. The LSAT was me too. I love the, but not love.
1: The bar exam, much better than the LSAT. Oh, yes. I love the bar exam. Yes, (laughs) bar
0: exam was awesome. Like, I would take that again. I mean, not really, but you know what I mean? Like, bar exam was great. LSAT, terrible. And I thought, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to fail law school. This is going to be a disaster.
1: But it obviously was not. So don't let it weigh too much on you. Totally. Well, you got some new questions in. Okay, here's one. How did you decide to hire an associate as a new firm owner? I think this is directed towards you, Britt. I had a lot of cases
0: and I could not handle them all by myself. And that was pretty much, that was pretty much it. I But I went into starting a law firm knowing that I wanted a team and associates and everything. So it was a kind of a natural step, but it got to the point where like, I was like, okay, I need help. And actually my first, so I first hire was a virtual assistant, but the first like domestic hire was a uh, paralegal, senior paralegal. Shout mm. out to Nikki if she's listening fantastic so i actually talked to an, another attorney and i was like oh like i don't know should i hire an associate an assistant and to do?" And he was like you need an, an awesome paralegal and i was like okay and i found an awesome paralegal and that kind of gave us time but then it got to the point where i was like okay i can't do all of these depositions and run the company and bring a new business and market so mm-hmm. it was kind of like a natural step like okay i need somebody to handle a portion of these cases and then it was kind of progressed from there
2: yeah and you know what Britt, like you just you just rattled off like four different jobs that are literally people's careers, right? Yeah. The marketing, right. the management, the being a lawyer, and like whatever else you're doing. And that's what it takes. Like that's literally what it takes. So either you're doing it and you're bootstrapping and you're working early in the morning and you're working late at night and you're working weekends because that's what it takes. Or and or you get to the point where you can hire people, which is what Britt did. And for mm-hmm. me, I'm still at that point where I'm in I'm in between launch and scale, right? So I started last year. I'm I don't I'm busy, but like I don't feel comfortable enough yet to to hire someone for a salary.
1: Like mm-hmm.
2: I'm waiting until That's I get amount of yeah. cases where I can do that. But like I just want everyone to know that it's fucking hard work. It is really hard work. Like I'm hustling and I'm pregnant and Mm -hmm. I have a kid, but like, if you want it, like, I want this, I want, I want to scale. I want to be able to hire people. So like, don't give up and don't like look at people online and think like, Oh, well they're, they they do not really have it. They have it easy. We're just, we're just, you don't get to see the behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Like,
1: We wear so many hats. Like I, yeah, we wear so many hats. Tally, like all your
2: TikToks. I mean, how much time
1: does that take? It's a lot. And honestly, right now, I'm feeling at the point where I I need to outsource, and I've started outsourcing a little bit just because I feel like I'm kind of starting to drown. Like this has been the point, like the tipping point where I'm like overwhelmed with trying to balance a lot, and so my I feel like my social media creation has slowed down a bit because my work has kind of sped up, which is not bad. Like, look, I, I have work, so I'm very thankful for it. But I feel like I'm kind of at that point, where, like the pivotal point where maybe like within the next few months or like the, this coming year, I think I'm going to want to make some kind of change to, to lighten the load a little so I can focus more on the, like Britt said, the marketing and the business side and the admin, right. the admin work that I want to spend time on. I wish I so. could I do that all day. Me all... too. I like that so much better. The business side. The marketing side. I love Yeah, I love the business <laughs> side. Love the business yeah. side. And I love the education side
0: too. Like I love teaching people about like the law, teaching professionals about business. You know what I mean? I love like education mm-hmm. too. So it's fun. It takes yeah. so much time. Like I did not know when I started how much time it takes to produce content. Because like you watch like a 15 second video on TikTok and you're just like, haha, swipe to the next, right? oh my gosh that 15 second video <laughs> so could have much. taken somebody two hours like you know what I mean there's like transitions I, I mean I try to do like the most like simple things that will either like educate or like entertain somebody but like wow some people spend time some people say I like see so many year videos Hallie and I'm like uh, oh. I'll like estimate in my head I'm like oh, how long did this but like, this is good oh, like, oh,
2: like, oh my god Ones were like You'll 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 record and then you do the photos, which I know that's hard. That's that's like you got post and then re-record. I know. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I have like photo like not that bad. Oh, go
1: ahead. So then uh, i You're talking um, about the one wait, where it's sorry. photos all together. Yeah, I, I think that's actually like the more easy one. As long as you get all the photos, it's like kind of you just kind of combine compile them together and it kind of takes less time, unless you're looking for all the photos, that, that could take a long time.
2: No, but you record a video first, then you do the photos. You, how do you do both? Oh wait, you're talking about like the thumbnail? I just, in TikTok, uh, I think it was possible to like record and then upload photos after that. Yeah,
1: you, I'll show you. It's, it's actually not that, not that hard because you, you can do like part where it's just like, you, you dedicate like, let's say the first 30 or 20 seconds, you wanna film something, you film and then you save and then there's like the effect where you can upload photos and you just do that right after. It's really like, you know, maybe I should do like a tutorial tutorial. A lot of people are asking about, Hey, can you you show me how to do TikTok? So maybe I'll like set like a, I don't know, a zoom or something and just show the basics on how to use the different effects and everything. You should, how many followers (laughs) do you have on TikTok now? I think I have 89.6. How did you like get there? Like, when did you really start? Like I remember I checked (laughs) 89.6. I honestly, I I told you guys, I got on TikTok real early. So it was, I feel like right now it's gotten a little bit saturated. There are a lot of people on there. So I think views are low. Everyone's complaining about the views right now on TikTok that they're not getting the same views that they used to. And so people get discouraged and they don't post as much. So I think, you know, the most important thing with that is to just post and not care because you really never know when a video is going to take off. You never know when, you know, if right. you're posting for your business, you never know when that next client's going to come through the door. So I think it's it it can be like, you know, disheartening for people saying, Oh my God, my views went down. But also like it shouldn't just be about your views. There's a lot more to it than just your views and your followers. You know, you want to build a community. And I always tell people that it's it's more about keeping your connections with your current community and then when you get new followers, new friends, that's great, you know? But it shouldn't be your like main purpose. Like I gotta get to like five hundred thousand followers by the end of the month. Like I think that's kind of unnecessary. <laughs> you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, I would agree. <laughs> did you see But what there a- are people that do that. Sorry, did, what? Did you guys see what Adrian wrote? I can't see any of the
0: comments. I don't know what's wrong, but I'm, like, too afraid to X out of here, so
1: I will let you (laughs) Oh, I love it. I'm here to sign for the Badass Female Lawyer Fan Club. Yay. Yes, Adrienne. Love that. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, this is fun. I love doing these things. I see anything. Hi, Emma. Nice nice to meet you. Yay. I love meeting so many new people in here. Somebody asked
2: Um, the legal about dmca i'm i'm recording a bunch of videos i will talk about dmca this week
1: so follow okay. me yeah i think we, we should do another one of these soon because i think people are like oh we should i think these are fun they're just like combos and we just talk and i guess i think it's helpful for other people because these conversations are definitely helpful for me so yeah i was gonna say it's been <laughs> helpful for me it has to be helpful for someone else
0: yeah <laughs>
2: I like two uh, milestones. Like it's really, it's huge. I feel like, you know, Britt, you were ju- you just started this year, and same thing with Tally, you exploded yeah. on TikTok. Really cool to see everyone. Yeah,
1: so, I know. I love seeing you guys succeed. That's my favorite thing. So I'm proud of all you ladies. Me too. Um, I wish that like Instagram had a feature where
0: you could like do like closest friends or whatever, and you can like choose like people you want to see all the time at the top. Instead of just like an algorithm, oh. I'm always just like, oh, like, let's see what Francesca's doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, any of my other people, I'll just go and be like, oh, what are they doing? You know what I mean? Because you guys don't always come up. I don't know. I'm not really like, I, I'm not an expert on like the Instagram algorithm, but sometimes I get like random stories at the top that I haven't looked at in so long. You know what I mean? And I'm like, where are my people? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm
1: like, why do I keep seeing the same person? Like, why? Why are they here? <laughs> come on. Exactly. <laughs> Um okay so quick question do you guys have an LSAT prep course that you recommend I I don't really have one I think Blueprint LSAT would be the one that I would recommend the one that I did take was TestMasters but I think it's kind of outdated and nobody really uses it anymore so I would look into Blueprint oh, I don't know did you use TestMasters old... what did you yeah, use Yeah but that
0: was 2014 so Right I used Ka- Ka- Yeah I used Kaplan, Kaplan? I
1: think
2: okay. posted that too um Yeah Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong. I think it's all about, you know, the work that you put in and then supplementing your, your prep courses. I love the Logic Games Bibles, or sorry, the PowerScore Bibles. I did the Logic Games Bible. There's the logical reasoning and the reading comp. I think those are all really, really helpful. Practice tests. Yes.
0: It's like, it's like bar prep courses. Like, it doesn't matter which one you take, just take it. And then do the work, right? Put the work in, put the time in, do practice exams. Yes. You'll be fine.
2: Also take law school mastermind because you should know what yes, too. law school yes. is. And I realized the product that I've created is just no one, no one, you take an SAT course, you take an LSAT course, then you take a bar prep course. But why aren't, why don't we have courses on how Seriously. To do well in law school. So I, I wish I had it. that in law
1: school. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I wish I, no, you, me too. You have, like your friends and you have like a group of like support, whatever, but like they're going through it just the same time as you, you know what I mean? They don't have like, they, they don't have like eagle eye and have already done it and succeeded. So I think it's fantastic. I think any law student needs to be in the law school mastermind.
1: Agreed. And I will promote it and share on my page. Thank you guys. I'm going to do it. So
2: I should say, I'm going to do another live webinar on December one, it went really well. I cannot believe, like, more than fifty percent of the of the women in it, because they, mostly women all signed up. But it's open to men too, of course. And you can follow me on Law School Mastermind on Instagram, and then just click in the link, and you can RSVP. It's a free masterclass, so everyone should be doing that.
1: Yay! Yay! Oh, Love so it. Proud of you, Francesca. That's awesome. Thank you, guys. Yes. All right you guys want to wrap it up call it a day yeah, yeah. that sounds good i think we've
0: uh, dropped some gems given some some good value yeah gonna repost and it reach
1: out. yes nice chatting with you ladies as usual
0: and, and uh, uh, this is so fun all right we got to plan december like now so that we don't forget yes. about it
2: before the holidays yeah let's take a <laughs> exactly. screenshot real quick just smile yes. for a second <laughs> Okay, ready. Uh, one, two, three. Okay, great. All right, ladies. Does I look good? <laughs> you look <bad. laughs> Oh,
1: thank All you. All right, guys. This has been thank great. Thank you. Thanks
2: for joining. Bye, guys.
0: Bye. I hope you are as pumped up as I am about that live stream. I mean, just the energy, the information alone is priceless. And to be completely honest, I can't wait to do this again next year, or maybe sooner with these women so that we can share even more of what's worked and what's taking us to these higher levels. If you want to find Tally or Francesca online, I'd recommend going to Instagram. Francesca is at the trademark attorney on Instagram and Tally is at Tally ESQ on Instagram and TikTok. Give these women a follow. You will not regret it. Until next time, modern professionals.